0: Oh, I'm very happy to have Helix Sleep sponsoring this episode of the Opie Radio podcast. Helix is offering up to two hundred dollars off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at HelixSleep.com/opie. That's HelixSleep.com/opie for up to two hundred dollars off and two free pillows. studio 500 feet above new york city overlooking the hudson river and overlooking uh well the direction of downtown foxy lee jones you are first on the youtube vincent scaramuzzo you are first on the facebook hope you're a legend man i'm 27 and unfortunately missed a boat on a lot of your work but i'm glad i could see it archived all over the web i looked up to you man well thank you lucas rex i appreciate that Karen Goad-Williams love the view. Yeah, different view today. I gave myself a lot of headroom. And also, uh, <laughs> I have to wear the hat. My daughter's been cutting my hair. My daughter's eight. And uh, she's been cutting an inch off my, my head, uh, an inch a night. Although we, t- we took the last couple nights off. But my lovely wife, we were having, uh, what were we doing yesterday? I think we were just chilling out, having a cup of coffee or something. Uh, She said, dude, you look like the prince from Shrek. I'm like, that's it! And I marched across the room and I put a hat back on. (laughs) You son of a bitch, man. (laughs) Between my wife saying I look like the prince from Shrek and uh, that asshole last week on the live stream saying I look like (laughs) He-Man. i just... I just got to cut it all. But I've started, man. You know, I mean, she's done a pretty good job, I must say. The Islanders the other night. Oh, my God. I had to listen to the overtime goal because we, um, we drove home from the ocean to the city. And uh, it was getting really late. And I really, really thought I could squeeze that game in before I got everybody in the car. The, the kids, the wife, and the dog. And all of a sudden, it was really late. The kids had school the next day, and they headed into overtime. Like shit. So I had to actually listen to the overtime in the uh, the car, and uh, I almost, you know, I almost drove the car off the road when when the Islanders beat the Bruins in overtime. Uh, what was it? Three two, I think. Right, final score there. Yes. Oh, you and Bill Burr should do a one-off podcast when the Islanders and Bruins go at it. Well, they're going at it right now. I can't wait to write that text to Bill Burr when my Islanders take out his Bruids. I don't want to jinx it. After the overtime game, I was going to text him. I was going to basically say, fuck you and fuck your Bruids. But then I'm like, don't jinx it. So let's wait till after the uh, uh, the series and then we'll, we'll do that. One of the Knicks looks like the guy that knocked your side mirror off. You don't know what that guy looks like? Half the team looks like that guy. I've told that story, right? So uh, me and Anthony used to drive home from the city way back in the day, and uh, we just needed to get the fuck out of the city. And I had a side view mirror that fell off, and it was hanging by the electric wire. So it, it would be on the side of my car like this, and it was making a half circle on the side of my car. So we're, uh, we're driving out of the city, and New York has these crosswalks like every other goddamn city. You don't have to explain a crosswalk, oh! and uh, people like to take their damn time in the crosswalk walk and i think they do it on purpose all of a sudden there's there's a green light and and this this gentleman in the crosswalk and i'm beeping cuz it's my turn to go and he's not moving he's he's now <clears throat> excuse me he's now going slower so i keep uh, nudging forward nudging forward nudging forward now i'm in the crosswalk and i bump the guy oh yeah i bumped this guy this fine young gentleman he took a look at me through the windshield with a fit of rage he didn't know what to do so he walked to the side of my car and with one punch took out the entire side view mirror that was hanging like this swaying for the last three or four months and it was a heavy piece of it it, it wasn't a, a a tiny little uh, side view mirror it was it was clunky and big one fucking punch, he took the whole thing out, and I watched my, my my side view mirror just go like this, flying in the air, and land on the sidewalk. And I'm like, okay then? Uh, and and we took the fuck off. I did not confront him after that. He won that battle. Opie, when exactly did Kurt Cobain's ghost possess your body? <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. I was listening to the... Nirvana Unplugged. And it's just so weird. I think it's from 1993. It's one of the greatest pieces of music, man. Uh, Nirvana's Unplugged is so timeless and so good. But it's so weird to see Dave Grohl, and it's an acoustic performance, obviously, just playing the drums really soft like this in the background. And no one gives a shit it's Dave Grohl because it's 1993, and you're like, now when you look back, you're like, holy shit, that's Dave Grohl. Not only was he in Nirvana, he went off in... Some would say, uh, you know, had a even bigger career than Nirvana, which I, I don't know. I think I think we could still debate that, right? But I was uh, I was watching Nirvana Unplugged. Uh, when we were all just hanging out eating dinner. I was I was trying to turn my family out to the, a few of the songs. One of these days, you need to retell the college stories, like when you guys burned the house down. Oh my God, me and I had Buzzy and uh, my two really dear friends from that. We go way way back. We went to college together. We're friends to this day. Unfortunately, we don't get to see each other as often. Uh, But we're we're planning a really nice um, long weekend this summer at the ocean. But um, they did a podcast with me. They did two episodes. They're almost two years. Wow. That's two years old, too. About two years ago, we uh, we told college stories and we told the story about um, almost burning down the house, burning down the house. Me and Buzzy, we didn't have a lot of money back then. And our friend J.C. He was on Brother Wheeze's show doing sports, and he also was a uh, local sports uh, broadcaster. And he had a house already. And fuck, we were like 22 years old. Who, had, Especially back then, man, I, I didn't know many people that had a house at 22. And we were poor, and me and Buzzy were always wheeling and dealing, trying to find places to live. Thus then why we lived in an attic. Thus then why we... Uh, lived in a a home that the city owned in the middle of the ghetto that was some kind of institutional type of house it was giant um they just wanted anybody to live in there for free so it so it wouldn't get robbed always looking for a deal uh jc goes hey you can move into my house i got a couple extra rooms and you know he charges rent but it's very very cheap and it was like real living me and buzzy were definitely big partiers back then We got home from the bars, really fucking hammered. I went right upstairs to bed, and he decided he needed to eat something. So he took a whole slab of uh, frozen bacon, I believe it was. Yeah, it was bacon. Threw it in a frying pan and laid on the couch right around the corner from the kitchen. And uh, so I pick it up from here. All of a sudden, my, um, my alarm clock was going off. And this was like a Friday night. I'm like, what the fuck? I set my... My alarm clock, it's the weekend, so I keep hitting it like to try and turn it off. I'm really, really fucking wasted at this point. And all of a sudden, I don't know, a few minutes go by and I can still hear the beeping of the alarm clock. I'm like, what the fuck? And I hit it again. Third time. I'm so mad. I'm like, why isn't this alarm clock going off, you know? And I, I jump out of bed to pretty much pull it out of the wall. And I see the whole room is completely filled with smoke. I was upstairs from the kitchen. I'm like, holy shit. I could barely see the hand in front of my face. I run downstairs and I run in the kitchen and there's big black smoke coming from the frying pan. And at this point, there was a huge black circle on the ceiling that was about to go up in flames. It was was mostly just heat and smoke. But that thing was about to go up in flames and there was smoke all over the house. So I I run into the the living room. My dear friend, Buzzy, who put the baking on the uh, baking on the stove, fell asleep. I start shaking. I'm like, "Buzzy, wake the fuck up! The house is on fire!" Because I didn't really know at that point how bad it was. He ain't waking up. He ain't moving. I'm like, "Holy shit!" My first thought was, "Buzzy's dead." Now I gotta save myself. So, as somewhere along the way, as I was trying to get out of the house, he woke up and he and he looked at me like, "Holy shit!" And I'm like, yeah, "I know." And JC, he was he was a he was a tough cookie. But then again, here we are. You know, this massive s- smoke damage in his house. So obviously. He's going to be pissed, even if he was a nice guy. Buzzy, like, kind of uh, comes to and basically go, goes, Dude, we got to fucking fix all this before he gets home. Because he was still out, I guess. I'm like, we can't fix this. It was it was dark uh, smoke just bellowing all over the house at this point. And so um, he goes, you got to try, man. He's going to kill us. I'm like, all right. So we opened up every door, every window. And I remember there was a... A fresh coating of snow outside the house. And as soon as we opened up all the doors and and um, and uh, the windows, all the smoke started flying out of the house, you know? And it turned all this beautiful white snow gray immediately. And then all of a sudden, you know, then ah, then we didn't call them, But the fire department shows up, shows up. It's a big fucking scene. And Buzzy's just begging me. He's like, we just got to get all this smoke out of this house. And I'm like, buddy, I love you. We've been friends forever at this point. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll give it the old college try, but we're fucked. And, uh, long story short, uh, JC came home and he was livid. Um, they wanted to take me to the hospital cause I had soot all over my face. I was breathing in this shit and I was like, kind of coughing up soot, but none of us had insurance. I'm like, I'll be all right. Fuck this. You know? And then, uh, long story short, Buzzy had to work like extra hard to pay jc back for all the damage he he wanted everything repainted he wanted all his clothes dry clean he wanted the couch professionally cleaned and the rugs it was really really bad are you are you still married i was just talking about my wife why yes i'm still married she doesn't want to be uh any part of this crap though but i mentioned her uh a lot during these live streams there's so much garbage out there. People wanna start rumors that uh, I, I'm, I'm not married anymore. They wanna start rumors that my, my daughter is uh, a special needs kid. That wasn't true. They wanna start rumors that my kids aren't even mine. I mean, these people are just, just they're just garbage. Yes, I'm married happily, very happy to be married. I, I would say my wife saved my fucking life if you need to know the truth. We've been married. Coming up on um, 13 years, oh my God. And we've known each other uh, uh, 17 17 years, holy shit. I'm happily married, my daughter's completely normal, and my kids are mine. It's sad that I have to go through this garbage. (laughs) Enjoy. I go to Kennedy Williams a lot. I, like I said, I think I think you were a hater. You might still be. You might be one of these people. It just takes like that, and you'll turn on a dime. But you, you come. That's really that's really funny. I was surprised how short uh, Joe Rogan was. I was really really surprised the first time I met him. Oh, all right, fair enough. Now we go back to Steve. No, uh, Steve. Uh, the trolls and the haters—they literally start that bullshit. And they think, like because my career uh, sucks that you know my, my wife is gonna now run for the hills, like, I, why would I marry a woman like that? So you didn't know officially, okay, that's that's fair enough. No worries. I just have to be on guard all the time. When you fall with your wife's brother, I never fought with my wife's brother. <sighs> I fought with my, my ex-girlfriend's brother. Never fought with my wife's brother. Like, we never had an issue. I'm tight with uh, her brothers. You said you met Lindsay in therapy or something else. I, I never said that. The story goes my dad died right before we, we were coming back to uh, Sirius XM after ha- having to sit out uh, a couple years. Two years, three months to be exact. And, um, my dad dies just as we were starting the promotional tour for Sirius XM back in 2004. I was already single for, uh, I don't know, a year or so at this point, dating like a like a I did well. <laughs> I got to brag a little. I was doing well. And uh, I was really not looking uh, for, for anything serious. My dad dies, and the uh, promotional tour was pretty much starting right after that. And Sirius XM, well, it was XM, Jesus. XM came to me and they're like, we totally understand. But they put a lot of money and effort into this uh, promotional tour. Because what happened was after after we sat out the last two years of our contract, um, CBS Radio owned our rights. They made us sit out a three-month no-compete. So at that point, we were allowed to you know work for anybody we wanted, but we couldn't really be on the air yet. So XM said, you know what? All right, you got three months. Why don't we use that three months months to promote that you guys are coming back and we'll uh, we'll set up all these really cool tours in all these cities that were you guys were huge in. So it was like Buffalo, it was Cleveland. Uh, where else did we go? Uh, Boston, obviously, Philly, Washington. We did one in New York. Um, so they they had us flying all over the all over the country and driving all over the country. So the first one was in Philly. XM, they, uh, they call me like, oh, my God, so, so sorry to hear about your dad. You know, he was, he was like my biggest fan. And uh, they're like, we could can cancel the tour. I'm like, I'm sitting around just mourning and depressed and sad. Fuck it. I'll take the day. I'll drive to Philly, you know, meet some fans. Uh, it'll be good for me. And then I'll just turn right back around, come back to New York and continue mourning. It was at Dave & Buster's in Philly, uh, right there on the water. And a couple things I remember, I barely remember the actual uh, gig, but I do remember at the end of it, me and Anthony and Jimmy were sitting at a table and we're just taking pictures and signing stuff. And uh, people were just dropping cards down at me. I'm not going to exaggerate, but I walked away with probably a pile about this big from fans with cards saying, sorry about your dad. We had such a cool group of people that, uh, you know, listened to the Opie and Anthony show. And so I just wanted to get the fuck out of there. Like I said, I barely remember being there. I was at the bar. They were, um, they were uh, cleaning up, getting everything together so we could go back to New York. I was going to drive Jimmy back to New York, Jim Norton. And, uh, oh, God, Big Kev was there. Anyway, I'm about to leave. I look at the bar, and this girl, now my wife of 13 years, uh, is just staring at me. And I instantly fell for her. And um I'm like, is she looking at me? And I did the old gag where I'm looking around like there's no way she's looking at me. She was looking at me. I'm like, holy shit. So I'm like, I remember going to Jim Norton. I go, uh, we're not leaving. <laughs> we're not leaving. And like I said, I don't remember being there. I was in mourning. I was depressed. I just wanted to get back to New York. Because the gig was over, she gives me this look, and I'll never forget it. And I, I thought to myself, we're not leaving until I talk to that girl. And I, like I said, I wasn't really looking for anybody. I was just kind of being single and having a really, really good time. We ended up talking, and uh, instead of going home, we ended up hanging out, me and her, her girlfriends, and her brother, and her brother's friends. So the story goes, her brother was a big fan of the Opie and Anthony show. Now he's just my brother-in-law, I mean, but. Back in the day, he was a big fan, so he went to the gig, and he had too much of a, a good time. So he called up my my now wife. His sister said, "You got to come get me." And she's like, "Fuck that!" You know, she was tired and laying around the house, and she did she wasn't even showered. I remember she was in a wife beater, t shirt, and um, she's like, "I ain't fucking picking you up. Go, you know, you figure that shit out." Long story short, uh, she decided to go get him, or or none of this would would have happened for me and uh turns out she was not a fan of my show she didn't know about my show which is which is important uh because you have to be very aware of the people that uh might have bad intentions so uh we we hung out the the rest of that night and we all like went from bar to bar just hanging out laughing and just having a good time but it was it was just me and her like close together talking the whole time about three or four hours later it's getting late she was taking off and I pulled her aside. We went down an alley. This is too much detail. I don't know if I've ever told all this detail. But uh, we talked a little more, exchanged phone numbers. I gave her a kiss. And as I walked away, and this is kind of embarrassing to say, but it is the guy's honest truth. Now, you got to remember, I was a guy not looking for anything. I, I just came out of a long, long relationship. And then I was single for a good at least a year, maybe a year and a half. Wasn't looking for anything. I gave her a kiss. I walked away with her phone number. And I said to myself that night, and I've never thought this in my life before, I said to myself, holy shit, I'm going to marry that woman. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, Although, I mean, it was a little complicated because then I went back to New York and she was calling me and I was like, I wasn't sure if she felt what I was feeling. So it scared the hell out of me. So I kind of was blowing her off at first. And then she came up uh, for an official first date, and uh, and the rest is history. So, uh, so no, I did not meet her in uh, in therapy. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, I want to welcome a brand new sponsor to the Opie Radio podcast. I'm talking about HelixSleep.com/slash Opie. Right now, they're offering up to two hundred dollars off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at Helix Sleep Dot com slash opi. the story goes i was remodeling some uh some rooms for the kids over here and uh we needed some mattresses i heard about helix and i decided to give them a shot and wow man the experience was absolutely fantastic helix sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you i took the quiz with my daughter she found it kind of fun Why would you buy a mattress made for someone else? With Helix, you're getting a mattress that you know will be perfect for the way you sleep. By the way, it came in a box, right? I opened up the box. I'm like, how is this mattress going to fit on my daughter's bed? The box is so small. It was like shrink-wrapped, I think. I'm no scientist, but I think it was shrink-wrapped. So then we put the thing on uh, on her bed, and then I cut the thing open and watched the whole thing expand into a perfect mattress, and my daughter found that to be exciting maybe she needs to get out of the house but we did have a really good time opening up the packaging so if you're looking for a mattress you take the quiz you order the mattress that you're matched to and the mattress comes right to your door shipped for free you don't have to go to the mattress store ever again oh by the way there's no box spring either and you don't need the box spring helix is awesome but you don't need to take my word for it helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 and by GQ and Wired Magazine. All right, this is what you got to do. Go to helixsleep.com slash OP. Take their two-minute sleep quiz. Then they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They got a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it. But you will! Helix, offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash Opie. That's helixsleep.com slash Opie for up to $200 off and two free pillows. And I want to welcome Helix Sleep to the Opie Radio Podcast. Opie, why did why did Anne say Howard and Dice didn't uh, talk about your dad? Of course he did. It's one reason why I hate fucking Howard Stern's guts. And even with that, I try to make a, amends and try to come to an understanding. But he absolutely talked about, uh, about my dad. After my dad died, he was so excited that my dad died that I had some grief in my life. And then he he, he pulled the old, uh, you know, he wanted to skull fuck uh, my, my dead dad's skull. And Dice was in that day, and he was trying to get Dice going. And to be fair, that part of it, I think Dice did a, a, his best job to try not to, like, totally go all in with that but that also affected my relationship with uh, Dice. That that absolutely happened. Uh, but Opie used to make fun of people dying. Like uh, I'm not going to accept anyone making fun of my my dad. Do you understand the difference? We're all hypocrites, but when it comes to people close to you, why would I what why would I accept Howard Stern making fun of my dead dad? Oh wow! It's the dude! <laughs> it's the dude from Dumb and Dumber! You son of a bitch, Vincent Scaramuzzo. I'm not turning this on for the abuse. Uh, just oh, I'm jealous, Brian Parnas. Just got in from a great stripper session last night. I know you. I know you're trying to say striper, but it, it sounds better. Just got in from a great stripper session last night. Super bite! Ooh, super bite! What kind of strippers were you hanging out with? Uh, Mittens McGee, Opie, you need a shave and a haircut. Why? So I can look pretty for you. Look, I got a bob now. I got a bob. (laughs) I am so sweaty from this stupid bike ride in the park. And I I try to go early because it's going to be like, I don't know, close to 100 today in New York City. And uh, I also want to get there before all the farmers. The farmers walk around Central Park. Now, we got a loop where everyone jogs and uh, electric scooters and inline skate and uh, a lot of bikes. And these farmers will just walk in the in the road, which is really meant for everybody that's trying to exercise. And they're just like, oh my God, look how nice this park is. And bikes are just flying by them. And we lose a farmer or two every single year where they just get destroyed by a biker. So I try to go early to avoid all that. but. Um, I don't know. I was out there about an hour ago. I started about an hour ago. I, I biked for about an hour. Uh want you say an hour a couple more times. So that's what they need to hear. And um, I'm thinking I, I'll have the whole park to myself with a few uh, a few people. Man, it was already packed because everyone else had this, the same idea I did. And then I got my super duper greens from Juice Generation, and now I'm with you fine folks. But Pat Duffy, you look like you want to speak to a manager. <laughs> Who else lets their eight-year-old daughter cut their hair? Maybe I am crazy. My daughter has been doing her own makeup, and now since she was two and a half, kids are awesome. They are amazing, because I think school's kind of stupid, if you want to know the truth, because these kids, when my kids get home from school, they're on their iPads a lot with their friends and by themselves, and I'm kind of lucky. You know, they definitely check out some TikTok, and they definitely do some of their gaming, but they also just, Watch a lot of how-to videos and stuff, and I think they're learning way more on their iPad than they do at school. So I, I, I'm a, I'm a parent. If if my kids came to me and said, "Daddy, I don't want to go to college," I'm like, I'm all for it. I don't, I don't believe, I don't believe you got to go to college anymore. Especially when anything you need to know is on this goddamn thing. All right, Dutch boy Gregory Hughes, Brian J. Barkley. <laughs> kind of proud of my daughter. I know, I know this is boring for a live stream, but. The parents out there will understand. She had her first sleepover at her best friend's house last night. Her best friend had a birthday party. Uh, I dropped her off around 3 in the afternoon. And, you know, with kids, they, they have good intentions uh, as far as sleepovers go. And then uh, you get the call at 11, 12 o'clock at night that they want to come home. But I'm proud to say my damn daughter made it the night. We didn't sleep much because we are just waiting for our phones to ring. And... Uh, she uh, she completed her first sleepover, so uh, for, so cheers cheers to that cheers. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I, I like this. It's called looking presentable to Gwad. and you got to spell it G A W D. Gwad. I believe in Gaud. just not a big fan of that um, organized religion, but uh, I already did uh, a Super Soul Sunday with Oprah Winfrey. I did that already this morning too, because it's mind. Body, soul. And uh, she was talking to Sharon Stone. I guess Sharon Stone has a, um, a book out. Holy shit, man. I was going to blow off this episode of Super Soul Sunday with Oprah. They get a lot of spirituality uh, with uh, with Oprah Winfrey and her Super Soul Sunday. I know that's kind of like ew to a lot of old school old school Opie and Anthony fans. But she talks to all the big, huge uh, spiritual leaders uh, out there. Some are priests, some are nuns, some are rabbis, and some are uh, what? What's the Muslim ones? And uh, they all have something in common, man. They they all they all believe in God, but they they believe that it's pretty much all around us. And uh, sometimes she talks to like people like Eckhart Tolle. So I was gonna skip the Sharon Stone thing. I'm like, what has she got to offer, you know? And I'm glad I I, I listened to this thing because it turns out that. Sharon Stone is an incest uh, survivor. Oh my God. She had a grandfather that uh, was a, a bad, bad boy, and her grandma was kind of an enabler because, um, ah, you know, the grandfather would beat the shit out of her all the time. So she kind of had to play her stupid role for, for her own survival. And uh, she tells this crazy ass story to Oprah Winfrey, and it's in her book. And I'm like, this is, I, I never knew this about Sharon Stone. Uh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong, Louis uh, Shands. Uh, Gawd by John Lennon is an excellent song. Absolutely. Brandon Hollinger. I did a bong rip. I feel more one with everything, man. Right on. Opie with the Nick Nolte moat shot hair. <laughs> I could make it even more wild for you. My wife's like, how the fuck did your hair like get wavy? It's kind of clumpy. It's like almost uh, I, could, I could turn it into fucking um, dreads if I wanted to. And uh, how did it become so goddamn blonde? I'm like, I have no idea. I only put highlights in my hair once. And boy, did my dad give me a talk to because he was old school. I mean, he had love in his heart, but uh, he comes from a different time, man. He never wore jeans and sneakers. He always wore uh, uh, slacks and uh, and just little sort of dress shoes. That was his dress, just to give you an idea. And he missed the Beatles by... Yeah, maybe five years. He was into the crooners, and I—I uh, I went to college. My hair was a, my hair was probably about this long. I came home from college with a few highlights. <laughs> he goes, "Did you?" And you know, he didn't say, "Did you highlight your hair?" He goes, "Did you color your hair?" And I go, "Yeah, man. How does it look?" And he was already not happy with me because I came from a, a time where everyone got a, an earring in their left ear. Make sure it's in your left ear. Because if it's in your right, you know what that means. So we all made sure we had earrings in our left ear. He, he gave me this look of disgust. He didn't have to say anything. And uh, I quickly... Well, I quickly never did it again, is, is what I want to say. I, I you know, I, I was stuck with it for a while, but he was so disappointed that I highlighted my hair. And that was literally the only time I ever did it. Brian Bernard, Opie, uh, looks like he needs a fix. Brian, you're one of the good guys. Don't don't pile on with these these savages. <laughs> Look at Joseph. Opie, you're into Oprah now? What the fuck? No, I'm into... Um, I'm into spirituality. Um, after I got let go from serious exam, I felt like I needed to do some things, some soul searching, and um, somebody turned me on to Oprah Winfrey's Super Soul Sunday because she talks to all the spiritual leaders around the world. Oh, my God, how am I going to explain this to this guy? He's probably a hardcore ONA fan. I can't explain it to you, Joe. Just finding a little gaud in my life, in my way, I don't feel like sitting in a church anymore to try to find it that way. Not that there's anything wrong with that. If that's what you do, that's okay. But I, uh, I did not want to do that. So I went down the spirituality path, and uh, yeah, Oprah, Oprah talks to some um, some some thought leaders, to say the least. <laughs> Very good. I don't need a makeover. You're going to be shocked at the next thing I do, which is just take the, I'm going to take the manscaped razor and I'm going to just shave my head for the summer. That's when you're going to be really shocked. I don't need a makeover. Remember those stupid daytime shows and a guy would come out like me, but he would have a beard too. And hour later, he walks out with brand new clothes and a perfect haircut that he would never be able to have again. And the whole audience would be like, oh, my God, he looks so amazing. And I always would sit there like, yeah, but he's just going to grow everything back out. He hasn't changed. He did it for the TV show and his family. And they're all crying like, oh, my God, I can't believe how good you look. And I always wanted to see what they looked like three, four months later as they just go right back to how they were. Yo, hey, I'm right here. I I can see these, Chuck Chuck Wood. I can see this. Oh, you have a... He-Man's haircut, if it, if he was an old crack lady. Yo, I'm right here. Should I even mention Venmo one more freaking time? What's up, Chloe for Tezzy? What's the Mother Love Bone song that has Chloe in it? Is it Chloe Dancer? Did I just pull that out of my ass? Where, where are my Mother Love Bone fans at? Mother Love Bone and Green River... Both broke up. Well, the one band had to break up because Andrew Wood, the lead singer of Mother Love Bone, died. And then Green River broke up. Uh, supposedly they broke up after they after they opened up, I think, for Jane's Addiction. I need my Pearl Jam fans to really fill in the blanks here because I just I just pulled this crap out of my butt half the time because I didn't think I was going to talk about this. But maybe next time I turn this on, I'll have the the story better. But I think how it goes, Green River, which was a, another Seattle band, They opened up for Jane's Addiction. They couldn't believe how great Jane's Addiction was, and uh, so ahead of their time they were. And that was one of the catalysts that made Green River um, break up. And then on the other side of it, Mother Love Bone was a band that was kind of bridging the gap between hairband and grunge, and Andrew Wood was absolutely amazing. I'm sure you know the song Stardog Champion, and I think they do have a song called Chloe Dancer. And uh, then the damn guy dies. Fucking drug overdose, I believe. He was a young kid. He was only in his 20s. And so because those two giant things happened, that led to uh, Pearl Jam. It's the only reason you know Pearl Jam. (laughs) First Opie's hair, now we're talking Jane's Addiction and Pearl Jam. Welcome back to the 90s. What's your favorite Jane's Addiction song? A lot of people would go with Been Caught Stealing. But I go with uh, the Mountain Song as my favorite Jane's Addiction song. Good God, blow off this live stream because I don't got anything planned. And go listen to Jane's Addiction, the Mountain Song, right now, and tell me it doesn't get you pumped for the day. That song is absolutely amazing. One half formed mud, honey, the other mother love bone. Oh, Mountain Song. There you go, Chloe. You you go with Mountain Song as your favorite Jane's Addiction song. It's an amazing song. Uh, it didn't really get a lot of radio airplay. Uh, no, man, Porno for Pyros. Oh, oh, okay. Porno for Pyros was better, but both suck. Jane's Addiction and Porno for Pyros. Well, I think the problem with Jane's Addiction and Porno for Pyros, they just didn't have huge catalogs. But uh, they certainly have a, a bunch of really, really cool songs. Green River. Oh, so Green River broke up and then... They went mud honey and uh, and mother love bone. Okay, all right, all right. Now I got more of the story. Right on. Yeah, it is. Chad Young, Star Dog Champion by Mother Love Bone is a beautiful song. It's amazing. And then of course, because Andrew Wood died, the whole Seattle scene loved that fucking guy. So then they they dedicated uh, an album to him, and and that was Temple of the Dog. So they're all kind of connected. And then on Hunger Strike. You had Chris Cornell and uh, Eddie Vedder uh, sharing vocals, and that was all done for Andrew Wood of um, Mother Love Bone. Because then you talk about Temple of the Dog, and geez, they get—they have some amazing songs. And then if you really want to go, uh, stay on this road, then you—you you could start talking about. Oh no, never mind, that's—that's that's different. But I'll—I'll I'll mention them anyway. A, a little band called Mad Season, which was an offshoot of Alice in Chains. With Lane Staley on vocals, with River of Deceit, Ocean Size was another great Jane's Addiction song. Yeah, right on, man. Yeah, Jane's Addiction, they just had, this is what sucks about rock radio. Jane's Addiction was one of those bands that programmed directors around the country that controlled the music. You know, there was a time when rock radio was really huge that there were only five or six guys across the entire country that controlled what you heard on the radio. Because they would play off each other's playlist and and whatnot and with the record company. So there were so many bands and so many songs that uh, fell through the cracks. And I I think Jane's Addiction was one of those bands. They just didn't know what to do with their music on rock radio, unfortunately. You know, they did throw "Bin Caught Stealing on. And uh, I'm trying to think if they ever put another Jane's Addiction song on in heavy rotation. I'm not really sure. Uh, But, man, you start dipping into their catalog and they got some great, great songs. Yeah, Jane Says, of course. Thank you, Bopsy. You know, I was like, what's the other song? Yeah, they put Jane Says on the radio as well by uh, Jane's Addiction. I, I didn't even think I was going to be talking about Jane's Addiction today. That's why I like doing these, because I just throw, throw it on. Sometimes they're a bust. Other times we kind of like weave our way in and out, and we uh, we find some things to talk about. Uh, thank you, Jack Buchanan. Hey, yo, fan of the o show, listen to reruns all the time. Some of, some of the funniest stuff I've ever heard. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, when you jack your own show, Absolute Gold, some of the funniest bits. Thank you, sir. Which one? When all the comedians came in and they listened to the first show that me and Anthony did way back in the day at WBAB. Are you referring to that? Because I get ideas from you guys when I do these live streams. I'll I'll dig that up and uh, I'll cut it up for my, my podcast feed, if that's the one you're really thinking of. Oh, God, no. I didn't watch the Friends reunion. God, I had no interest in watching that. Although Jennifer Aniston, holy shit, that has she held up? Oh my goodness! I'm sure she got all sorts of work done, but um, I don't know, man. She she looks fucking good. Then she does those dumb lotion commercials, those stupid lotion commercials that she's putting on her. Oh my god, this is so awesome! I'm like, shut up. She's going to the best people out there in Hollywood. She's not using your dumb lotion. Just give her her million dollars, so she appears on camera doing this, like, "Oh my god, this is wonderful!" And then she's going to her uh, her private uh, places, and the AT and T girl has big boobs, right? With that with with that, with that uh, collared shirt on, with the buttons are just like ready to pop, and then she takes her 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 uh, is it called an eraser board? And she starts walking off set, and you can just see that she has giant boobs. Good God. All right. Anyway, sorry about that. Uh, Ope, have you ever smoked DMT or done mushrooms? We uh, we did mushrooms at a jazz festival at the uh, Finger Lakes Performing Arts Center. They used to have a jazz festival every year. And me and Buzzy went old school. We got some mushrooms. and uh, And we put it in a cheese sandwich because that's what you have to do. And I don't know why we didn't find some nice, fancy cheese. The cheese was terrible. I swear to you, I think it was government cheese, and it was cut too thick. You can't cut cheese too thick, especially if it's on a Sambo. And we uh, we begrudgingly ate the uh, the cheese sandwiches, and then we were drinking beers, and we were, um, for the people of Rochester, they know, the Finger Lakes Performing Arts Center. You know, and it has a beautiful covered area where you could sit, and then they have a hill, perfect, that goes right all the way up. Nice little hill. We sat on the hill. Uh, not a lot of people at the jazz festival, especially on the hill. So we uh, we put out a huge blankie and we're just laying there, drinking some beers after we ate the mushrooms. And uh, all I remember was two things. I remember hearing individual raindrops because it started raining, and that freaked me out. I, I swore I could... I could listen to individual raindrops as they were hitting the grass, the blades of grass. This is my, this is the only recollection I have all these years later. I'm sure a couple of years after I did mushrooms, this story would have been way better because I would have, you know, I probably remembered more. But now, being an older guy, and this is a, a few decades ago now. And then the other thing I remember that people were talking really loud, and it pissed me off because I think we were just kind of zoning out. And I looked at Buzzy, I go. Tell those fucking people behind us to shut the fuck up. And as I dramatically said, shut the fuck up, I was going to turn around and say something. And then I realized that I was hearing these people have a conversation that were so far away from us, way on the top of the hill. And those are my two recollections of, uh, of doing mushrooms. And uh, I didn't dip. I probably dipped in another time, but I don't at this moment in time, I don't really remember. But. Uh, there you go. That's my dumb, stupid, who-gives-a-crap mushroom story. Oh, wow. Justin. I ate an eighth of mushrooms and had to drive a standard truck home. I don't recommend it. Oh, oh my God. I need to t- I need to hear that story. Uh, Opie, brother, man, I heard Anthony and Jimmy are talking shit about you again. Do you ever get sick and tired of all the lives? Look, I, I was trying to take the high road, and... Uh, I finally just had to kind of start punching back a little bit, and I don't, I don't give a fuck. i you know, I'm telling my side of the story. I sleep well at night, telling my side of the story. And then, unfortunately, and, you know, then it's up to the people what they want to believe. I guess. I guess that. I guess that's how it works in the end. Because as I sit here and, and tell my side of the story, I think it's the right side. But you know, that's not how life works. So I, I at least get to punch back a little bit and tell my side of the story, and uh, and that's all I can do. Oh, Vinny Castiglione, need any address to send you coffee, man. I don't care where it is as long as you get the package. Send it to Get Parts. Put my name on it and send it to Get Parts on on 72nd Street. I'm not even joking. It's Matt at Get Parts. Just say, hey, Matt, or attention, Opie, and I'll get it. Because I've been hanging out at Get Parts more and more. I'm trying to support those guys because I really want to see them make their big uh, comeback. All right, guys. Thank you very much for checking us out. If you gave me a few bucks today, I appreciate it. Keeps me motivated to, you know, turn this on. Uh, but you don't have to give money. And what else we got? Uh, we got some nice merch at opradio.com. Uh, a lot of good ruizing stuff there, and uh, I don't, I don't keep that money. So relax. And what else? Uh, oh, manscaped.com. Promo code OPIE to get 20% off. Father's Day right around the corner. I'm telling you, they're way more than just uh, a razor for your balls. And it's a great gift for the, the man in your life. All right? Enough of the plugs. Thanks, guys. Um, oh, I finally started Instagramming again. And if I hit the streets later, I'm going to be on my Instagram. So it's OP Radio on Instagram.